Good afternoon and welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour with Dr. Patrick Ijewere. Every Sunday at 1 p.m. we come to you to look at our health, to explore our wellness from a perspective that gives reverence to the source of our being. We impart their five pillars to wellness, spiritual, mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, and environment. The month of March and April, we've really touched on several issues challenging our elderly. A phase all of us will go through, or and some of us are already going through. Last week we had with us an awesome guest in the person of Dr. Ladeinde. He's here again with us for part two as we delve into that intriguing part of the brain, of the body that handles our memory, data, knowledge, information storage, and retrieval systems. Medical term, when that system begins to fault, we use a term called dementia. Dr. Ladende, it's an honor, it's a privilege, just delight to have you again for part two. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon. Okay. You certainly opened a lot of subtopics on this discussion. Looking at nutrition, lifestyle, you took us even to some analysis of the brain formation. Looking at mothers, their nutrition before, during, and also that of the child. Let's pick up from the adult when they start to notice some of these signals that something is not quite as it used to be with dad or mom's capacity to remember. What are some of the steps they ought to take and what they should expect the doctor to do initially in such a situation? One of the easiest things to actually pick up on is losing your memory occasionally or patting your pocket and thinking, where did I leave my car key? Is only one of many, many signs and symptoms that point to the fact that the memory card is beginning to fill up. And the pathway for retrieval is becoming clogged. The problem that we face is that a lot of us tend to say it's part of aging, and we ignore it. And of course, it then gets worse, and it gets worse. There are metabolic imprints that you can go after that would actually tell you where the problems are. When we're thinking about dementia or declining abilities of the brain to work, we tend to forget that the brain itself is made of fat. About 68 to 76% of the brain is actually fat by weight. But we never eat fat anymore. We've been scared silly that cholesterol and fat is going to cause heart disease. Cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. 
And if you do not have the right kind of fat, even if you're 45, not 65, your memory will go. Because the very bits that wrap itself around your nerves that allows them to carry, just like an electric cable, to carry the current without losing the current halfway along the line, is complete cholesterol. We call it the myelin sheath. It's complete cholesterol. Now you've been told, don't eat eggs. And don't eat anything that contains cholesterol. Your body needs this fat to be able to repair itself. And if the brain is not repairing itself, the only thing it can do is to degenerate. So, what's the, where, where to go from here? Take as much of the essential fats as you can. There are things called omega-3 fats. Or things called omega-6 fats. Those should be in the correct ratio. You need more threes than six. In this part of the world, we actually take more six than three, and that is not good. There are omega-7s and there are omega-9s. You need to be able to put all of this together in the right ratios. If you're doing that, take plenty of avocados. They contain all the oils that you need. Take plenty of coconut oil. Now, coconut oil will replace, will put in your brain some of the things we call medium-chain triglycerides that the brain prefers as a fuel against glucose. Glucose leaves what we call markers behind. Like I said last week, it's like burning diesel or like burning petrol. When you're using glucose, you're burning diesel. When you're using fat, you're burning petrol. High-octane petrol. All right, so you've helped us understand better the healthy fats versus the not-so-healthy fats. You talked about brain repair. What else is needed along with fats for health and for brain repair? The one thing you want to do is you want to keep inflammation at the very lowest possible level. Inflammation actually is taken as the number one cause of dementia or declining brain activity. And inflammation is responsible for virtually every disease that we know. For example, I can tell you that studies have shown us that there are three distinct types of dementia or three distinct types of Alzheimer's. You want to pick specific names. The first one is actually based completely on inflammation. The second one is non-inflammatory, but it is, re it is carried forward by things like high insulin or insulin resistance. It's also carried forward by something else that we call a vitamin D deficiency. And what surprises me really is that we have not cottoned on to this fact that as black men, we are have a propensity to be deficient in vitamin D simply by the color of our skin. You are likely, look, if I took a, a man of your size, your age and your weight, and I stick you in the sun, and the sun is supposed to be the vitamin D provider, and I put a white man of your size, age, shape, and color, and, and whatever, he will make vitamin D for one day in half an hour. For you to make enough vitamin D for one day will take you three hours. 
So you're saying we need much more exposure to the sun. We do, but we don't expose to the sun, do we? Well, those of us in the urban areas that are in, quote-unquote, modern kind of jobs are indoors, mm-hmm. in the offices, in our homes, mm-hmm. in our cars, whereas our counterparts who are more agrarian mm-hmm. are still out in the field. Now, take those who are in the villages and who are working all day in the sun. Take a blood sample, check vitamin D. Take your type of Nigerian who's always in an office, check your vitamin D. You will find the difference. It is, it's clear. Um, I want to call you professor. Doctor, <laughs> today we hear this scare about the sun causing skin cancer. And today Nigeria has been flooded with all kinds of sunblock creams. Please enlighten us on this. Do not put anything on your skin that you don't want to get into your body. Your skin is your body's major barrier to the outside. Let me give you one single fact here. Women get 13.5 kilograms of poisons into their bodies annually from their cosmetics. From their cosmetics. That's it. Somebody else. No, from their cosmetics. They go out, they buy the cosmetics, they slam it on their skin, and it causes trouble. Now, if somebody's telling you that you need to run away from the sun because it causes skin cancer, they're talking absolute tosh. You need to be in the sun at the right time. Early in the morning between 10 and 12. Later in the afternoon between 4 and 7. Now, when the sun is at its peak, you don't want to expose yourself to it because there are too, there's too much of the UVB and UVA and UVC rays that could create a problem. But having said that, the answer is not to get a chemical and slam it on your skin to try and protect you. It will kill you faster than the deficiency of vitamin D will. Um, doctor, the hours you just mentioned we're typically indoors in the office or when traffic going home. Mm. Some of us can take a break between 12.30 and 1.30. You don't want that. I take a walk in the early evening between 4 and 7. I walk around Lekki. I wear a short, short knicker. I wear a short, short sleeve because you need to expose at least 60 to 70% of your body surface. To the sun to get the effect right that's why you'll find some oimbo in quotes men taking their shirts off completely all right wearing only their shorts and running around in the sun it's that is what you need to do the way we stand at the moment we have wear this either the babariga or the top and bottom that exposes only from your neck to the top of your head and then maybe your hands and your feet don't won't even show because they're covered in shoes when you have that, you have about 11% of your body surface exposed. And you're not going to get anything from it. Okay. So, we need sun exposure, preferably in the hours between 10 and 12, and in the evening between 4 and 7. You get at least enough sun to give us three hours of manufacturing vitamin D, because that's very important for the third third type of dementia, which is vitamin D deficiency related. He's mentioned there are two other types. One is inflammation. And inflammation, again, you know from listening to this program, 
is linked to many of the foods that we eat, especially the white processed foods. And the other type was due to high insulin, which we see in individuals who consume heavy loads of simple carbohydrates. Again, nutrition, sugar, white rice. Professor, doctor. <laughs> I, I never grows to the rank of a professor and I never will. Dr. Ladende, <laughs> our major meal today is rice. Some folks eat it two, three times a day. Now, throw in the mix the noodles, which is the wheat, which again, the white wheat. We're looking at the second type of dementia. Mm. Are there things we can do to counter? If that's all we can eat because of our schedule, because of our poor choices, are there things that we can do deliberately to count to minimize the dementia-related effect of this poor nutrition? First, cut out the rice. When I was growing up, we ate rice once a year at Christmas. If you're lucky, you get rice thrown in at Easter. And if you're super lucky, you get rice at Easter at Christmas. And when a friend is having a birthday and the mother cooks rice and puts it in a huge bowl and you all sit around it and you sing to him and you eat rice. Now we're eating rice four or five times a day. Why don't you think there will be a consequence to that? That's one. Two, I want to throw this in, and it's going to, I'm, I know it's going to cause a lot of mayhem. Any of the grains that we eat can cause problems because the grain is the seed, which is the next generation of the grasses that we're eating. Now, the grasses have put some anti-nutrients in their grains to prevent predators from eating it so that they'll have a generation coming. But we take a lot of these things and we quaff it as if there's no tomorrow. Now, those anti-nutrients will accumulate in your body and create a problem. There could be a delayed reaction. You could be eating rice 10 times a day and you find that it doesn't do me anything. Then you're 56, and you suddenly drop dead. And people say, there was nothing wrong with him. He was fine. No, there was a lot wrong with him. For example, we, there is something called homocysteine, which is actually one of the things that will cause dementia. Homocysteine is an amino acid. Your body actually normally gets rid of it easily. But if you're deficient in vitamin B6, you cannot remove homocysteine. Homocysteine is the single known hallmark for impending stroke that I know of at the moment. I don't know how many of our doctors ever check for homocysteine. Really? Talking about grains, we'll just put a little note on that and we'll do another show talking about grains. Because we do have a wide range of grains here. Sorry, there is a book called Green Brain, written by Dr. Pearl Mota. Just a, a quick glance through that book will tell you you need to run away from grains, whether they're with corn or rice or wheat or any of the grains. It damages your brain. We'll do a show on, on grains, explore this, and how you can prepare grains to reduce these anti-nutrients ah. that doctor is, is, is touching on. There's some ways that we actually use traditionally to process our grains ah. that remove the anti-nutrients that today 
are not being done because of the way industrial processing occurs. So let's plug that show for May. A show on grains in May, a show on oils in May. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, adding more and more. Okay. Now, how much time do we have? I will op- open the lines, right? Okay, we'll open the lines. 0700-923-923-923. On WhatsApp, 0817-313-6193. Professor, so I take auntie to the office, to the, to the doctor. What do I expect to occur to that may help us understand what's going on? Because I'm, I'm just concerned. Auntie couldn't find her way back home yesterday. yesterday. The first thing you need to do, actually, is to understand that whatever symptoms and signs you have in the entire human body, you need to check the entire body, not a particular organ. That's number one. Number two is that although your body has 30 trillion cells in it, there's only one thing that touches every last one of those cells, and that is your blood. So the only place to look for anything that may be going on is in the blood. So the first thing I do for my patients is take a blood sample, do what I call a comprehensive profile, and analyze that. Look at what the liver is doing. Find out what the kidneys are doing. Find out what deficiencies you have. And you then repair the whole body. Okay, we have a call coming in. Wellness Half Hour. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello, good afternoon, sir. Happy Sunday, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, good afternoon, doctor. Good afternoon. Yeah, doctor, please, uh, there's something you said, and I want to, you to clarify on it. Uh, you are talking about fat, taking it calories that is not too bad for the body. I want to know, at what age, between at what range of age, do you want to stop taking these calories? Or, or can we take it for the rest of our life, maybe from the age of 40 till maybe we get 70? There is no age where you do not need cholesterol. Cholesterol is your body's friend, not your enemy. If you do not have cholesterol, your body will collapse. That is the truth. Let me explain quickly. Only 25%, one quarter of the cholesterol that you have, comes from the food you eat. The remaining three quarters, 75%, is actually manufactured by your body in your liver. So you cannot get rid of cholesterol. Even if you don't eat anyone at all, you cannot get rid of it. Number two, your body does not even allow you to throw cholesterol away in your stool. When the cholesterol is in the intestine about to go out, it is removed and taken back to the liver in a process called the enterohepatic recirculation. So you can't get rid of cholesterol. Every single one of your 30 trillion cells that I said have a cell membrane. That cell membrane contains cholesterol. All of your hormones as a man, including testosterone, including testosterone, is made from a cholesterol base. So don't run away from cholesterol. It is your friend. You need it. Doctor, there are thousands of studies coming from the West that have made us just ridiculously afraid of this term called cholesterol. And we have been taught and in medical school. Okay. One and a half hour. Good afternoon. Your name and where you're calling from? Uh, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon, madam. Um, my name is Patricia. Awesome name, Patricia. Yeah, good afternoon. Oh, please, t- turn down your radio, Patricia, please. Turn down your radio. Okay. 
Okay, okay. Just turn it off. All right. Turn it off and go ahead with the question. Sorry, my question. I wanted to find out what um, food the professor ate when he was growing up. If they only ate rice like once a year. It's, it, there's loads of food out there. I ate yam. I ate cocoa yam. I ate gari. I ate all sorts of vegetables. I mean, my grandmother actually taught me to cook. I'm a sous chef. All right? And I do not need to eat what you call swallow now with my vegetables. I will make a fresh vegetable soup with what, well, what is now called uh, turkey gizzards and gizzards from chicken. And I will sit with a bowl and a spoon and I will eat that vegetable as is without adding any herba, any amala, or any pounded yam to it. Now, I am not loading my body with a lot of sugar. I am putting in all of the nutrients that come from the green vegetable. I'm taking a little amount of protein to allow me to continue to build because your body is made of protein and you've got to continually replace and renew. I don't know. These days, I, I wonder what is killing us is that the rices and the other things are foods of convenience. They're easy to make. Now, we, you, you, you now, you now, we used to take cookouts, for example. Your cookout, it will take me five, ten minutes to cook a cookout properly. But now we have oats that are called quick oats. And you can do it in 30 seconds in a microwave. You might as well take a gun and shoot yourself. That's what we're doing. There is food out there that we can eat. We need to be creative in eating proper foods not foods that have been manufactured. If it comes from the farm, eat it. If it comes from a factory, throw it out. Wallace Half Hour, good afternoon. You're on the air. Neiman, where are you calling from? Good afternoon. This is George from Peter. George, please turn off your radio. Okay. So I want to ask two questions. One is not from the topic. The other one is on the topic. I want to know how we can get our brain in the right condition what kind of food can we eat to help the brain that's number one and number two i notice we are having a lot of issues on premature ejaculation so many drugs and they are saying it's because of what people eat but i want to really know how can they put an end to it what can they eat to put an end to it Okay, George, we'll take the first question. The second one, though important, will be delayed for another show. You can actually support your, your, your brains very easily if you increase the amount of fat in your diet. Your, fat, your brain is fat, mostly. It's fat and water with some electrolytes and things put in it. And... If, so long as you're eating the right kind of fat. I, was, I woke up this morning and I was thinking there was an oil that used to be around when I was a young man growing up. Palm kernel seed oil. You know the palm kernel? Once you remove the oil thing from it and you go to make your, your oils or your palm oil, there's this black hard thing that's remained. When I was a young man, we used to take a hammer and break it open and eat the seed inside. 
that seed contains tremendous amount of oils that are critical for your brain development. But do we still have palm kernel seed oil available now? You have a little bit here and there, but it's something we need to have every day. Then look at how you cook your food. Let me again throw a little bit of controversy into the atmosphere. If you have a microwave in your house, please go and put it out in the bin. That's my number one. My number two is if you're cooking anything that has a skin, like the yam and the cocoa yam, don't peel it. Wash it thoroughly with a sponge and soap. If you want to, you can actually even soak it in apple cider vinegar, but cook it in its skin. Again, when I was a young man, there are these people called Agoni that were walking the streets of Lagos, and they will sell this yam to you, and the skin is only like a thin parchment that comes off. And we eat it in the morning with what? Palm oil. I mean, these small bits and things are what you need for your brain to begin to grow and grow well. You need the fat. You need the fatty acids. Dr. Ladende, another explosive 30 minutes. Time has literally crept by. Um, we may have to do a part three, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll discuss that. <laughs> a lot of information about memory, and I'm glad people are calling to get this knowledge. Please pass this information on. We're seeing an increased incidence of dementia, m- memory problems occurring at younger ages. We have clients age 55 and some age, late 40s. What you're hearing today is critical information you must share, please. You can reach us at 0809-660-4455. You can send texts and we'll do our best to respond to the text. 0809-660-4455. This is Wellness Hour, Wellness Half Hour. We'll be on next week's Sunday. Have a blessed week. I do have one more last announcement. Next week, Saturday and Sunday. If you're interested in attending the cancer um, seminar, just send a text to that number. There's a, two seminars, one on the island, one on the mainland. Next week, Next weekend. Just send a text to that number. It's a free cancer seminar looking at conventional, nutritional, and natural therapies. Thank you and have a blessed week. We, we, we.